knowledge how ladies talk. Yeah, that's the name of the podcast. <laughs> that i mean i'll always do that bit um welcome to time ladies talk a podcast with the creators of the time ladies blog kez and beth i'm kez she's beth hi we're in so many time things aren't we we're in the time ladies and the time team we are and the time podcast we're children of time children of time oh (laughs) (laughs) sometimes when when i say kez and beth i feel like it sounds like bill and ben it's like, yeah, it sounds like a comedy duo, doesn't Kef it? and Beth, the flower pot <laughs> men. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, <laughs> it does sound a bit names. like a, a duo, doesn't it? I like it. We are a duo. It's like our names fit. So, um, today we are kind of doing an early Christmas podcast special um, because it's at the end of November, but really we're kind of starting to celebrate Christmas now. We've got some quality street. There's quite a lot of Christmas about, like... Mm. I've just been in Germany where it's very Christmassy and I went to the light switch on that Jodie switched the lights on on Regent Street. That was so Christmassy. So Max I feel Christmas. like Christmas is like here. I'm not ready though. Not ready. And I also feel like now that Doctor Who isn't on on Christmas Day, I just, I'm, it's going to sound bad, but I just don't care as much. Just generally about Christmas? Yeah, I think because it's one of my biggest traditions that I'm a bit like, oh, I, I mean, like, obviously I'm really excited this on, on New Year because it's going to be new and got to love a new thing. But there's a little part of it, it's like... Yeah, I do feel like Doctor Who equals Christmas, and it's like, we should probably save this to a later, but it doesn't matter. Um, Sorry, I, I did... knew that I brought that up too soon. <laughs> We're just too keen. I do feel like Doctor Who at Christmas time is when it's like the one time that if you've like moved out, or if if your family don't watch Doctor Who normally, mm. it's the one time that everybody sits down and you're like, watch Doctor Who, because it's Christmas, it. and everybody yeah. watches it. Because also, perhaps on New Year's Day, you're less likely to be with your family. I don't, I don't know how you... I'm not really sure. I feel like I don't really do things the way that normal families do, so I never really know. But I know that Doctor Who's been a tradition for me for a while. But I, I suppose... Yeah. I've seen some people say um, that it might, it might be better because they won't have to f- make the family sit through a bit. Like, some people's families don't like it, so I, I don't yeah. know. I guess it's... it's I will be I will be not watching it with my family, but I feel like everybody will sit down and be hungover and be like, oh, I've got to go back to work tomorrow. Mm. What is on? And then Doctor will be on and be like, oh yeah, I can do that. Okay, so hopefully, hopefully, I think it's good. I think it's a good move actually. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad one. Just for me as a person, I'm sad about it, but like, it's not really a cute. Like, it's not. I'll get used to it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm still really excited, and it feels like I love the fact that it's so new because every time I see. They keep putting fireworks in the background of all the promos, and I'm like, oh, it's so new and exciting that they're doing that. So there's a part of me that's really excited. Um, yeah. Because absolute yeah. sucker for fireworks. New Year's also quite a weird time for me. Um, quite a like sad time almost because of some family stuff. So like, it'll be nice to have that to look forward to on that day because I actually do have something to do on Christmas this year. So this makes me sound like I have no family. But January, you know what well. I mean. Though. Yeah, oh, January's so miserable. And January's so miserable. Yeah. So I feel like at least like it'll like Christmas will be over, and you're like, oh, I've got Middlemas and that awkward bit. Middlemas. I didn't know that's a thing. But Doctor Who will be on in New Year's Day, and then we'll have like the whole of January to just like talk about how good that was. Exactly. Which is when we'll do. So we're going to save a series eleven roundup until mm. January, because 
number one, the series obviously hasn't finished yet and we will want to be talking about the new special as well. Um, but also, then there's something to talk about in January that is nice. Yeah, I think as much as I want to talk about series 11 now, because it's still happening, so for us, if I don't know when this is going out, but um, The Witch Finders has just aired for us, uh, because the Doctor Who's on every week and there's so much content all the time, it's very difficult to get your head around what to talk about on the podcast or on the blog, or because there's so much all the time, whereas like once it's over, we can plan stuff. It's, it's really weird, because you'd think that like it's good to be busy with it all, but actually like it's really difficult, because you want to watch it, and then you want to rewatch it all the time, and then you want to keep up with the content that, like, the official places are posting, and then what your friends, like, all of our friends have their own blogs and podcasts and everything, and they're all reviewing, and it's so hard to keep up. You with can't it. keep up because it's like you've had one week of Doctor Who, and you just finished talking about it with everyone, mm. and then you're like, oh shit, it's Friday. There's another one. <laughs> There's another one. And then it's, it's like, I mean, oh. it's great. Like, don't get sorry. It's like really great to to have Doctor Who being on it every week I'm like I can't believe I get to have more I know such a treat so let's um, talk like quickly about we're just gonna um not talk properly about series 11 but we're just gonna say which episode that has been our favorite so far yeah because so we've ben, had enough now that we can we can pick one yeah definitely and I'm kind of we'll, stuck between two but we'll wait until January to do like a proper debrief mm-hmm. but just like quickly you you've got two I think really one of us I feel like we really liked two of the episodes in particular we both really liked. For what, what, I don't feel like you're going to say the same one as me for one of mine, though. Um, we both really enjoyed Arachnids. Oh, yeah, and, you are going to say the same as me. And Kablam. Yes! Oh, my God, that, those are my two favourites. But those weren't, those weren't my... They're not... Uh, it's not my favourite, but I enjoyed those so much. So can you say why you enjoyed them so much in, like... This is really weird for me because I know that they're not as good. So, like, objectively, I'm looking at the series and I'm like, Rosa and Demons are, like, better than Arachnids and Kablam. But for me, Kablam and Arachnids is just what I need from Doctor Who right now. And there's just something about them when I watch them that I'm like, this is Doctor Who. And, it, I, like, even I know that there's so many plot holes in Arachnids. and But I've watched that the most out of all of them. And there's just something about it that literally, in my heart, I'm like, oh, my God, this is my show. This is the mm-hmm. thing that I love. This is... This feels like how I felt when I was eight. Mm-hmm. Same with Kablam. And and I think that... I don't know whether that has to do with working... I think... I was thinking about this the other day. I think maybe, like, when my mental health is not great or the fact that I work in charity where I'm faced with world problems all the time, then watching Doctor Who where it's um, we're confronted with these big issues like racism and all of that, which, don't get me wrong, I love that being in Doctor Who and I wouldn't change those episodes for the world. I think they're brilliant. But I feel <clears> like... I needed those fun episodes this mm-hmm. year. Um, and I think maybe in the future I'll look back and be like, wow, like, because Rosa is phenomenal. That's my mum's mm-hmm. favourite. She won't stop talking about it still. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Demons, and they're so, so, so good. But it's the fun side that I'm enjoying more. I agree with series. you. I feel like um, we haven't had such strong, fun episodes for such a long time. Yes. Like, I feel like when I watched Kablam... Um, it felt like Planet Viewed. Yeah. Like, it was just that vibe. Oh, my God. Bike. Honestly, like, everything about... You know when you watch a Doctor Who episode and you're like, I want a Kablam box in my house. <laughs> I want... Like, when I watched Saranga Conundrum, which mm. is, is probably my least favourite episode of the series, but I'm like, I want a pating. Oh, yeah. And there's just something about this series that's, like, got me in that mindset of just, like, I really love this show. And even the ones that aren't as good, I'm like, I still want the merch. I still want to watch <laughs> it again. I still want to talk about it. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel as if the, like, um, 
the kind of difference really is that uh, when I was thinking recently about when I first watched Rose and the thing that the things that really sucked me in was Rose being the relatable character mm. and the setting, um, it being really pacey and fast but really funny like there's yes. humour in it and relatability and I feel like Kablam and it's so absolutely issues. like is the pinnacle of that like yes. it is you've got the relatable characters in like the companions but also did um, you find that in Kablam there was a massive cast yet everybody still had their stories I think like, that yes. they, they that writer yeah. is it Pete, we had this conversation about his surname. Was it Pete McTeague? McTeague. We, we need to ask Lou something like that. Anyway, Pete, great writing, big fan. <laughs> um, he managed to give every single character enough of like give them enough time in the plot. Yes. So like like in so I felt like in some episodes with Kablam and uh, with Kablam in particular, you have got so many scenes where you can see that Yaz is doing her police officer mm-hmm. police police officer stuff so many scenes where ryan is suffering with his um dyspraxia but he's not making it the way that he's talking about it do you know what i mean it, it, it we're getting it and then makes we had, sense was it was his name charlie mm-hmm. the, the evil one and then um kira they like they all had personalities and backstories and you love them all like lee max a little bit as well was so great and like mm. and i felt like that was all done so well in yeah, a, it was in really a way well, well balanced yeah just such such good balance and then amazing like designs and just everything about the episode i i just think it was so good so over here in the red corner we have kablam like yeah i think out of a rapid kablam i'm probably going to go for I kablam. Think kablam me too so yeah i switch between 3 i loved kablam so much for all the reasons that we just said and then i think that i when i watched the witchfinders i absolutely Loved it, and I think it might be my favorite if and you I love rewatch it. Well. I love a historical, and this was a proper historical. Um, but I won't talk too much about it because I'm not going to make it my favorite. But it was also the second episode ever to be written and directed by women, which is staggering. Makes it so it shouldn't make a difference, gender shouldn't make a difference, but there's something when you watch it and you're like. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like you just feel so proud that yeah. your gender did that. Doctor yeah. Who hasn't had that a lot. Absolutely. I do feel like Jodie was kind of... She was... It was maybe my favourite episode of her. She's like... Yeah. I think in the last, like, three episodes... Sorry to hijack your, your what you're mm-hmm. saying, but I think in the last, like, three episodes she's hit nearly perfect Doctor for me. And my mum mm-hmm. the other day was like... And this has come from someone who doesn't really watch Doctor Who or like it. Mm-hmm. But she was like, I think she's like the best apart from David Tennant I mean d- no one's ever going to change her mind with David Tennant obviously yeah. um, but she was like I really, I think she's so good and she was like she's getting such good stories And but the way she is as the Doctor is so brilliant Yeah, I think you're right she was perfect in Witchfinders I think she like I think basically how she was in the Witchfinders plus I really want her to lose her shit like I want her to be so angry yes. I'm waiting for that I, I'm waiting for her big speech because I feel like she needs a big speech but anyway so the Witchfinders, I feel like, will probably be my favourite if I watch it again. Mm-hmm. But I love Demons of Punjab so yeah. much. I thought it was... It obviously looked beautiful because of the location. But I just felt like I've never watched an episode of Doctor Who like that before. Yeah, I I feel kind of... I have this thing where it's like... Like, I'm, like, like I was saying a minute ago. I watched Demons and I was like, that was phenomenal. Mm. But it's 
phenomenal in the way that it's just it's different Doctor Who than what I'm used to. So like with Kablam, it feels the way that Doctor yeah, Who's crazy. always felt to me. Yeah. Whereas like Demons kind of goes out of its comfort zone, which is not a bad thing. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, it just doesn't give me the same feeling. It gives me a different feeling. Yeah, which is not a bad one. It was intense. Cra- yeah, yeah, so good. Like yeah, and I think with the Witchfinders as well, I didn't leave with that fuzzy feeling that I got with Kablam but then I rewatched mm-hmm. it yesterday and I was like oh my god it's amazing mm. I think it's just a case of sometimes you need to realise that like not every episode of Doctor Who is going to give you the same feeling yeah it's still good it's not it's never there's no bad episodes I don't think in series 11 so far um but you just yeah. have to look at the do you know what I mean you have to look at the 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 way that it's been made and the good things about it instead of being like oh it doesn't make me feel the same do you know what no, I mean no no and I think that this series maybe. I don't even I can't even think but I feel like this series has actually been all over the place in a good way as in like it hasn't been consistent in terms of like story um character like characterization mm. like the companions have still been a bit all over the place um location but I mean that in a good way as in you get yes, a different vibe get from bored. every story that yes. like every story feels like it could be in a different series whereas I feel like when you look back on like series eight or series nine there's almost just like a color that you can see in your head of what that yeah. series looks like I whereas think that's like the series a lot of series not, of Doctor Who you could just yeah. see what kind of color like you kind of see the whole vibe of the whole mm. series even if they're like historicals futuristic ones whereas this one each one feels like its own thing which and I, I think, think is sometimes a strength I didn't mean to talk over you then, sorry, yeah. I'm so sorry. But you know, like, sometimes, like, what you were just saying, it's like, when I watch Kablam, I think when I then go to watch, like, The Witchfinders, it's kind of, like, hard to get used to it for a bit. Mm. And the same thing happened to with Demons. It was after Saranga. Mm. I thought Saranga felt very Doctor Who as well. Um, and then watching Demons, it's kind of like, because they're changing up so drastically between episodes, it's actually kind of hard to get used to. And then it's on my second viewing that I'm like, Wow. That mm. was incredible, but it's just so hard to go from something, for me personally, I don't know about anyone else, but it's hard to go from something like Kablam to The Witchfinders or, you know, Saranga to um, Demons, sorry, yeah. we've got. Um, and, the, and, and I guess, like, yeah, I have to get used to what that episode is doing. And then sometimes I think I find it a bit too long to get used to it. And then that's why when I watched it again on the train this morning, I think. Mm. And I was like, oh my god, the witch finders are so much better than when I watched it on Sunday. Mm. And like, it's because I knew what I was get watch like I knew the vibe it was gonna have and I was mm-hmm. ready for it. Whereas like when, for me, I guess it's like yeah, because you you can't see what's coming. It's um yeah, it's because it's so different. Yeah, um, that's not and a bad even thing and even on all. the next time periods as well, like you barely get an understanding no, of what the all. episode's gonna be. Like. Do you know what? I like I don't even care if I see them or not. The next time trainers. Yeah, I am. I am so looking forward to next week's as well because I think what you were saying, but from what I've got from the next time trailer for next week's, which is going to be way in the past by the time everybody's listening to this, it actually has the same kind of vibe for this for the first time I feel as the Witchfinders because it feels I like dark, agree. spooky, like it feels maybe it's kind of like Hansel and Gretel fairy tale. Like yes. That's just what I got from like the forest vibe. I was thinking when when the the, the press release came out about it that. It was weird how similar these two episodes seemed in yeah. their colour and their vibe. We could be completely wrong, but just yeah. from the outside, there's a lot of greenery and the promos, like they're in like forests mm-hmm. and it looks sort of magical and old timey almost. Yeah. Um, and like that it's set in Norway, I think that's really cool. Yeah. So that is a little insight into our thoughts generally, but I feel like we could genuinely talk about this for like three hours and not even be finished. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to talk about it properly in depth um, in January. And I just can't believe that we've been watching all these episodes and yet we've still got, like, the biggest episodes to come. 
if you know what I yeah. mean. Like, we have the finale and then we have the special. And there's obviously going to mm-hmm. be two big episodes. And yeah. I'm so intrigued to see... And we're probably going to laugh when we listen back at this. Mm. But, like, if there's going to be, like, some stuff that's tied up. Because at yeah. the moment it doesn't really feel like there's a massive arc. But I feel as no. if there might be. And well, I think there's going to be something coming that we don't know. That exactly. We see, which I think is yeah. the best kind of arc. Yeah, me too. So I'm hoping that there's going to be something like that we can talk about. Um, oh, you're making me so excited. I know, me too. I'm getting excited. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so um, we're just going to have a little chat about some favourites that we have at the moment because some of these things aren't necessarily newsworthy and they're also not stuff that we would do posts on. But I just want to yeah, have a little chat about a few things that we've really been liking. Just things that you well that we're loving. Yeah. So I'm going to start off um, because Beth has read a lot of books and mm. I've only read a handful in comparison. Um, but I want to talk about our friend Crystal D. Brooke and Simon Gurria as well, um, who've written an amazing book called The Women Who Lived. Oh, so good. Um, and it's been published with, by my work. <laughs> Sounds like I've been paid to talk about it. <laughs> um, we should read an extract from it. Oh, uh, it's so wonderful. It's uh, it's. I'm sure that most of you will have will know about it already, but it's kind of based around the similar format to Good Night Stories for Rebel Girls. So every single page has a lovely illustration by a female illustrator which I love as well they are Um, so beautiful you could spend hours pouring over that book yeah exactly and they're just like one or one or two um pages of story from um that character's just like their story I guess Mm. like what they do and where they come from and it's like changed every single character into a story which I love it's so sweet isn't it because it's almost like and it's one of those books where you know, sometimes you read a book or you watch an episode of Doctor Who or you see, like, a fan video and then it, and they always pick, like, all the bits that's going to make you emotional. Yeah. It's almost like they've written it in a really lovely way where it's like, there once was a girl named Rose Tyler who yeah. worked in a shop. And then they kind of tell it like a little fairy tale about the companion's life and what they did. And it just made me so emotional and just like, oh, my God, I can't believe all these amazing women have come up to it. I just got so... And so proud as well because it's our friend who's made it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm always in awe of, of Crystal and everything that she does but and, and Simon as well. And I was like, I just, the artists and the work that's in that book and when, just when you read it, I, I myself have only read like three, um, three or four characters because I just want to savour it. Mm. I really want to be like, when I'm feeling sad, I want to sit and read that book. So I haven't actually read the whole thing yet. Um, but I feel like it's something that, it's like a storybook that when you get when you're a child and it's like, you don't read it all straight away. You read it like you read it character by character. Yeah. And there's some characters that you wouldn't expect in it and I wouldn't be surprised if they did another one or something similar because mm. they obviously haven't done all female characters in Doctor Who um, but there's like, a little special mention of our Verity yeah Verity's at the back which is lovely because mm. she's like the only one who isn't a character in Doctor Who um, oh, which is really special <laughs> but I love that they've got like really obscure ones in there like Trinity Wells haven't they got Lady Cassandra as well yeah Lady Cassandra's in it um, and it's almost like They've shown that some bad characters, why they're still amazing women, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, which I think is really, really cool and really interesting what they've done with that. I think it's just a really lovely thing to own. And I can imagine, like, well, I do have a copy of it, but, like, reading it to, like, my children and grandchildren in the future. Because it's just I so I lovely. I wish I had a child in my life that I can, like, read it to you. <laughs> Instilling Doctor Who, like, forcing Doctor Who on younger relatives. <laughs> I mean, I really, honestly, if I had a younger relative in my life, it would be happening. Yeah, so I've really, really been loving that. Um, honestly, would take a look at it if you're in a bookshop. Mm. 
Um, it's being stocked in most bookshops, so you can have a look and flick through. But it's just a really nice thing to own. and um, Really great Christmas gift, I would say. Yeah, oh my God, such a good, like a, almost like if you have a young girl or boy in your family, just like, just buy that. Or just like a, anyone in your family who's a Doctor Who fan. Because I think if yeah. I didn't have it, I would ask for it for Christmas. Like, yeah. Exactly. I love gifts like that. Yeah, it's such. It could be a coffee table book if it's not a children's book. Um, but yeah, it doesn't even look like a kids' book really. Like it really is like a collectible. It could be a collectible or a kids' book in, yeah, in that sense. That's so true because the illustrations in it are so nice. It could be either. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, what I have a hair in my eye? And I'm oh, just like poking my scarf. classic you. Every single time I see Beth, she's like, I've got something in my eye, and it's always a cat hair. I know. Or my own hair. I can't. Oh well, it's probably nine lash. Oh well. No, hold on, I can see it. Can you? Yeah. Yeah, 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 but I don't want to get it out. Can I get it out? You can try. I'm scared. Ah! Hold on. It's like... Oh my God, guys, she just put her finger in my eye. Oh, hold on, hold on, it's still on your eye. You need to go and look in the mirror. Go and look in the mirror. I have clean hands, I only just clean my hands. No, but it's just so funny how you're like, I'm just going to touch your eye for you. And I let you. That's friendship. Do you want to talk through maybe a couple of books? Like, there's the new series of books that have come out as, like, companion books to the series... By Juno Dawson, Steve Cole, Una, Una McCormack. McCormack. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, am I missing anyone? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just going to say that my favourites for this podcast or this time period is just like I can't get enough. Enough. That's weird. That's very Ed Miller bad. Um, I can't get enough of the new TARDIS team. And so I've been reading the new tie-in novels, um, like you, you just said. So I've only read The Good Doctor by Juno Dawson and... Molten Heart, I think it's called, about Una McCormack, and they're both, like, amazing. Um, and I've got Combat Magics by Steve Cole to read next. But um, it's really nice. They're really nice continuations of the series. The characterization is so good, and I can't imagine that they had much to go on with that because of all the secrecy surrounding the series. So I feel like like they have got the characterization so well, and Juno's in particular. They, they both deal with quite... Um, political or moral stories as well in the way that it's it just feels very series 11 it feels very say, it's like a, it's almost like it an really extension does, it, it, like in in a way that actually i've read like other doctor who tie novels but these feel like they fit in the most well in the way of the, the vision of the series is really you can really tell that that, that that's been put forward for these novels so yeah those are amazing if you can't get enough of like the TARDIS team. Um, there's so many cute things, like there's a moment where Ryan calls Graham Grandad and um, really good scenes with the Doctor. Um, a lot of stuff in Juno's deals with, similar to the Witchfinders, the way that women are treated compared to men and then um, all that sort of stuff. Uh, there's like a, just some just really lovely like creatures and moments and yeah, really, just really readable and really nice. I really, mm. really enjoyed them. Uh, and then, yeah, there's some other stuff like the 13th Doctor comic, which I, the first one's come out, I think the second one's out in December, but I read the first one last night, um, it's so beautifully, I was going to say arted then, <laughs> so beautifully written and coloured in, I think by Jodie Hauser, mm, I think, I don't know, um, and, and Rachel Stott's art, so it's so incredibly beautiful babe, to look at, um, there's not much in the way of a story, because comics are really short, but um, so far it's brilliant, so yeah, yeah just, continuation on that, that in December. Yeah, cool. I feel like there's loads of more stuff that we're going to talk about, but we're actually going to be putting together a Christmas gift guide, mm. which should, again, maybe, hopefully, either be up when you're listening to this or very, very soon, because we'll hopefully get it out at the beginning of December. 
which spoilers, will spoilers. <laughs> which will be um loads of different things. So we'll be having like jewellery and thirteenth doctor costume inspired clothing, um and books and probably some big finish and just things that we love that we think other people would love. Yeah, a mixture I think it, a mixture of like fan made products as well yes. as official because some fan made stuff is so good. So. Yeah, exactly. Want to big up the talented fans. So Christmas we're going to do... Chris. When you say of, Christmas, it reminds yeah. me that video of James Corden going, It's Christmas! It's like, <laughs> yeah. Thing. Yeah, it's like my favourite um, thing to do at Christmas. Every single year when I wrap my presents, I watch the Gavin and Stacey Christmas special. It's like, I think I've watched that Christmas special more than any Christmas special of anything in my life. Oh my One, God, because it's always thing. on TV, but two, because like... This is not a Gavin and Stacey podcast, what am I talking about? Let's stop. Sorry. <laughs> I, was, I could literally do a Gavin and Stacey yeah, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to talk about the scene where they have the, the chocolates, and it's just such... When they have the chocolates. Oh, but, I got yeah. a galaxy trouble! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, need to, we need to just not talk about a Gavin and Stacey right now. Oh, bounty. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. It's such yeah. simple comedy. I know. But it shows that you don't have to be, like, sexist or racist or whatever to have a funny show. The EastEnders Christmas special when they're like, Oh, people! <laughs> It's too good. My uh, favourite bit ever is with the oven glove scene. Yeah! That is literally that, like, my favourite scene of comedy ever. It's so, ever. such simple British comedy. And like I just said, it just shows that you don't need to offend anyone it's to just be so funny. Subtle. Yes. It's just so subtle. See that? See that? Tea towels. Mm. Tea towels that. And then it's got one tea I've got, I got a lovely pair of oven gloves <laughs> last year. Charcoal grey. Mm, nice. <laughs> <laughs> that scene is just my favourite. Honestly, right. like, it feels like, yeah, it's, I just love it so much. I love it so, so much. So, Christmas. Christmas. I'm, I have a cold. It's not the right time to be singing. Um, it's very uh, Christmassy to have a cold, though. I feel like everyone has a cold around Christmas time. And I ate five tiny clementines today, so I feel like I'm being very Christmassy. Vitamin seed up yeah. to the max. Yeah, man. So we're going to do not a proper Chinese debate, because I'm not going to be hating on you, because, like, I completely agree with most of what you say. All debates are always civil. <laughs> this is true. Um, but we're just going to do a little Chinese debate on why we love our favourite Christmas specials. Yeah, man. Um, and then maybe once the podcast is out, we'll do a little twist poll or something like that, and just, just, to, just see what everybody's Christmas specials are, mm. favourite Christmas specials are, because... We were just talking about it before the start of this podcast, and there have actually been so many Christmas specials now. And also, this kind of feels like now that it's moved to New Year, we don't know if or when we're ever going to get a Christmas special that again. Is so true. So this is like a definitive thing of like whatever one we pick would might. Do you know what I mean? Like it's definitive yeah, now. We I might not realized. have any more. Yeah, imagine like we're going to be those people being like, do you remember when Christmas when Doctor used to be on on Christmas Day? Oh. It's always on a New Year's Day now. Because like. Yeah, because I feel like even though it's still a festive special, it's not the same thing. Yeah. It's not Christmas Day special. No, it's it? done. Like, Christmas is done by yeah. New Year. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, um, Beth, can you uh, c- come to the floor? Can you please <coughs> uh, state the name of your favourite Doctor Who Christmas special? And I feel like um, I'm on that, um, what's it called, mastermind? Yeah. <laughs> My <Diddle>. subject. <laughs> um, and, and then um, maybe, like, top three reasons why you love it. And then I'll do the same. Then we can talk about it. Yeah, so my favourite Christmas special that I'm choosing as my favourite, I have a couple of favourites obviously as you do, but this is probably my standout favourite, is, drumroll please, (laughs) (laughs) the Doctor, the Widow and the Wardrobe. Oh, controversial. Oh, did she Um, really say that? I can hear people shouting at the podcast right now. Oh my god. 
Yeah, so it's going to be on Twitter. Beth from the time team. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm choosing... Do you mind? Sorry. Do you I'm mind? sorry. Not your nose while I'm saving the... Sorry. I'm sorry, I do <laughs> like Doctor the Widow in the Wardrobe. <laughs> um, yeah, so my top three reasons would probably be... First of all, it just feels so magical and so traditionally Christmas. Everything about it feels Christmas and just lovely and warming. Second of all, Madge Arwell is an absolute legend. Like, everything that she does is so perfect. And, we're at, like, she's just such a perfect Christmas character to have. Feminist hero, TBH. Yeah, and then when, when she's, like, flying the, the ship home at the end and she's like, oh, my God, it just gets me every time I'm tearing up <laughs> thinking about it. Like, it's just so... Incredible, it's such an incredible story. Like, I don't understand, I really don't understand the hate from it. But, and, and then the third thing would probably be like how good the kids are because I think sometimes in, in, in anything like TV or movies, like kids can be awful. Take In the Forest of the Night, for example. <coughs> <coughs> um, but like in The Doctor and the Widow of the Wardrobe, the kids are spot on. And I, I think the storyline of, of the dad not being home for Christmas and being mm. during World War II is just so Christmassy it's what everything I like because I think traditionally British things you think of stuff like the 40s and do you know what I mean and so mm. it just feels very Christmas to me it's more like um not necessarily the 40s but like historical oh, yeah. yeah yes yeah like Dickens, period period yeah period like yeah. generally yeah so if yeah it's very Christmassy um just gives me a warm feeling and it's just perfect Christmas who viewing I think mm. it's got trees and baubles and Christmas presents and like you know, the do- when the Doctor's showing them around that room that he's made for them with all the toys in it. And Matt Smith is, like, perfect Christmas Doctor. Like, he's mm. so funny and charming. And, yeah. I really like um, all the ideas behind... This is my counter-debate. I really love all the ideas behind that story. And I feel like incorp- incorporating Narnia into Doctor Who, the idea of kind of stepping through the wardrobe... Mm. That's such a Doctor Who thing. Like, yeah. literally, if you think about it, it's kind of the OG TARDIS. Yeah. Yeah. Like walking through yeah. a wardrobe. Like... I think when I was a kid, Lion of the Witch of the Wardrobe and Narnia and all of that, I think when I was quite young, then the first movie came out and then mm. I really got into it and I loved it. I loved it so much. And to have like a Doctor Who like kind of crossover with mm-hmm. that was was amazing. Yeah, I think that is um is such a wonderful idea to include that the idea of it in it. Mm. And I'd, I'm actually really surprised it hadn't been done before. Yeah. But I don't I don't think they quite did it justice. Oh, no, I, I don't think I so. I think that, that they could have taken it a bit further, and I think the whole bit with the trees just... It felt a bit cheap. The only thing that was really associated with Narnia was the wardrobe thing. Yeah, Oh, no, exactly. it was a present, wasn't it, they walked through? They didn't even go in wardrobe. They oh, I think, yeah, because present. maybe they didn't want to maybe do it too much. Yeah. Like Narnia, I guess. I mean, yeah. Um, I just completely forgot that Bill Bailey was in it as well. Oh my god, yeah! <laughs> like, so random. I did forget um, about that too. But yeah, I really like the, the whole feminist vibe about it as well. Um, yeah, I think Madge is such a great character. She's so lovely. Um, I want her to be my mum and my grandma. She's amazing. And I love how she saves the day, like... Yeah. Even though, you know, her husband's gone off to be like a hero in the war. And, she, like, and it shows just how much, like, women after wars and you know women in the 40s 50s and whatever had to deal with after their husbands went off and you know yeah got got lost in the war how basically how i guess there was a lot of you know women weren't really during the war women had to do a lot of things that men would always do and i think they they gained so much more respect in society because people realized that women could do what men could do yeah they had to because the men weren't there yeah so i guess it's kind of that thing of like showing how strong women are 
and they and ha- what they can do without men being around, especially in that time period. It's just so. I can't. I can't imagine like story. getting a job. Um, like I know some of the first like uh, I think it's I think this is true that um the first women worked for like TFL so like tube mm-hmm. conductors and stuff during the Second World War and then just being expected to like give your job back to a man mm. I'd be like fuck no like yeah. this is my job what are you yes. talking about yeah yeah um, so my Chris my favorite Christmas special um is very different and it's Voyage of the Dam oh um I think that the disaster movie whole thing is actually such a Christmassy thing Mm. and you do end up watching a film like Titanic or Poseidon or something like that will be on television around Christmas it is a proper Christmas thing to do and like they did that genre so fucking well like they did it so well the doctor is like peak doctor Mm -hmm. Kylie is Kylie's Kylie Kylie. like I'm just talking about Kylie's character not Astrid um but it is Kylie but like that character, like, is... I think it's... It, um, they managed to do with that character is that you could just... You could imagine that they had a whole series together because it, David and so Kylie's good. chemistry was so good and they made a character so quickly within, you know, an hour or whatever of the Christmas special is. Yeah. It's so believable that, that you, just, you were to absolutely rooting for her to stay and you wanted to Aww. see a whole series with Kylie, with Astrid. <laughs> I um, think Voyage of the Dam was abs- the absolute top pinnacle of Doctor Who. I think it was oh, like the most so viewed great. episode of the new series as well. Oh, it was like, up. I think it was on 10.7 oh my God, that's overnight. Mad. I think it got a little bit more than Women Who, oh women who Fell to Earth. Wow. Because yeah. like, I also think that it has a great supporting cast... Amazing. Like a real range of people in that Duke cast. Tracy Beaker. Exactly. Um, and then obviously it looks amazing. And the Doctor has like the best speech in it as well. There's just so many... I'm the Doctor. Constellation of, of Pastor Eric. Exactly. And you're like, fuck yes. Like, at the back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, can, I can see why people may not like aspects of it or prefer other Doctor Who uh, Christmas specials to it. But I think it's... It's such a perfect episode to me. Like, mm. even... I think that basically, just because it's on Christmas Day and it's a Doctor Who Christmas special, I don't think that quality should be lowered. I think it should be mm. as high, be if not higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it should be Christmassy and should have, like, a feel of it, but you can be Christmassy and still have, like, an amazing episode of television. Whereas I feel ha- yeah, like... Yeah, it doesn't have to be avert, so overtly Christmas. It doesn't need to be, like, a gimmick, basically. Yeah. Yeah, Whereas yeah. I feel like some of the things that they've done... Not necessarily in Moffat's era or in Brussels. I just feel like generally it's been like, oh, let's have a bit of a laugh. And I do like to have a bit of a laugh. Like, my favourite or two is like, is it being funny? It's almost like people, like I read a tweet the other day, people were just like, so glad there's not Christmas special anymore because they're always just a joke a joke yeah they're not serious Doctor Who which I think they started off as yeah but then eventually stopped being and I don't know whether that's because they, they just ran out of ideas I don't know but it just they they did start to feel a bit more tacked on rather than yeah. like an actual part of the series whereas like mm. obviously some of them it doesn't really work so like obviously like the Christmas Invasion which is both our second joint favourite mm-hmm. um is like is part of the series like that's not mm. it's not even a special because it's almost yeah. like episode one of series two yeah you don't really even though it's set around christmas i it's really hard to think of it as a christmas special i think I don't know yeah it is really christmasy but it's like not it's more like series two episode one yes um whereas like voyage of the damned is like and the runaway bride 
I mean, actually, I think Runaway Bride is actually a really good example of a really funny episode of Doctor Who that isn't a joke. Mm. It's just such a good episode of Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, anyway, talking about boys and dads. This is not really debate because we agree with each other. This is true. I have to say, though, that I really think that the child actors are shite in Doctor Who Joy the Wardrobe. Oh, God. I think that they cast I really the girl. Like I think that they, I don't think the little boy is too bad, actually. I think that they cast. I think that they cast the girl a little too old. I feel like she mm. should have been about 10, whereas the girl playing her is obviously about 14. Mm. And I think oh, they, they just. Her. They even gave her a big finish series. Oh god! Oh, or they put her in big finish. I think we like Evelyn Smythe two point isn't it? Oh dear. Yeah, I don't know. I felt I felt as if they were. It's not maybe even necessarily the the child actors. I think that they were like the girl was just so like generic girl, like British traditional girl. It was just like pr- British girl. You almost didn't believe that Madge was her mum because like if 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 Madge was her mum, which she was meant to be. Uh, you'd imagine that she'd be like a little feminist, like really yeah. strong and tough, and being like. Whereas I felt she was a bit wimpy, yeah, and just a bit forgettable. Yeah. And I think maybe because I. I think the opposite, but. Okay, yeah, because I feel as if like maybe other girls watching would be like, oh my god, that's like me in mm. Doctor Who Christmas Special. Oh, maybe I'd have thought of it like that. Yeah. And okay. I think the little boy was pretty cool. I liked him. I want to rewatch it now with that thought in mind and see what I think of it. Because mm. I've always like really liked her and remembered yeah. her, but. She, I mean, she's Maybe like, she's a little bit too perfect. I think that. I think she's so nice and like. I mean, I know that she's a bit like grumpy at the beginning, but like that's it really. Like I don't. Mm. She. I can't really remember her as a character. Yeah. Just as like generic British girl. Yeah. I guess Whereas so. like the little boy is like a little bit wacky, and that's why the doctor loves him. He's a he's bit like the cute Yeah, so cute. Yeah. And then Madge is like a babe. Mm. I think that the character of Madge is severely underrated. Me like, too. what? How do you feel about? like your favorite basically not really being liked that much yeah it is yeah it's frustrating because i'm like but mad are well like look at that it's, i'm the same with things i like love and monsters i'm like i don't know how you can't see the beauty of this story but i guess each to their own i don't mind when others have a different opinion <laughs> just saying <Chilling>. <laughs> yeah i guess i guess i can see why people wouldn't like it mm. um but also i can't if that makes sense because i think yeah. it's so good and i'm like well i guess like you know I really don't know. You know what? I feel like with you is that you... It sounds really cheesy, but I don't mean it to be that cheesy. I feel like you find, like, beauty and emotion in small things and gestures. Oh, no, you're absolutely right. Whereas, like, other people... Like, whereas other people are like, I want these big gestures, I want Mm. these big speeches, and you're like, oh, I love it that, like, Madge is just, like feminist and great and she's yeah. leading it and I don't think other people would even like think of yeah. Madge and be like because everyone else like the plot and I'm like but she is the plot to me yeah, yeah. I, I think that's why I I have things like where I love Clara so much for certain reasons like you remember when I t- told you about how I love Clara and her grief and stuff and like other people mm-hmm. just never think of or look at that and I guess because I look so deeply into people and characters and feelings mm. Yeah, like when Yaz was talking about being bullied in the Witchfinders episode, I was like, oh my god, like, that hit home so hard with me. I was like, I wonder how many people yeah, would I take d- that I away com- from the Witchfinders. I completely forgot about that, yeah, I'm well, not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, I've been thinking about it since I watched it, so mm. maybe I just, I think about things too deeply and I think that's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> just, no, but it's nice because I think you watch um, episodes and you get more out of them than other people because 
people don't yeah. look for stuff like that. I think that's why I get frustrated when people are so quick to hate on it, especially what some episodes of Series 11 when people have come out and been so quick to hate on it. And I'm like, how could you not see the beauty in this bit or this bit? Or, mm-hmm. you know, when, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Let's think about other Christmas specials. Like, I'm trying to remember, so I'm not good at in order. So I love a snowman. I don't know. Um, I think that's a phenomenal. Is like, that after the, that's after Last school. Christmas. Oh my God, last Christmas. Everybody hate, hated so bad on that. Yeah. Last Christmas is one of the, like, most emotional episodes I've ever watched in my life. Like, it's so... The Clara bit is really nice. Just, like, all of it. The whole yeah. concept of it. I rewatched it last year and was like, this is really quite good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just the whole Father Christmas bit that puts you that yeah, you I remember. forgot about that bit I wasn't even thinking about Nick Frost <laughs> exactly you just remember Nick Frost being like I'm Father Christmas yeah. or no I'm Santa Claus but also something really minor really grates on me when in British television they call Father Christmas Santa Claus I'm like we're not American I call him Santa I've never called him Father Christmas it's Father Christmas it's a British institution I'm Shit, not patriotic sorry. but I'm, I'm patriotic about Father Christmas being called <laughs> Father Christmas <laughs> I've never called him Father Christmas. It's always really? been Santa. I feel personally right, offended. So now me and Kez are going to get in a fight of Tom Lane's debate. Tom Lane's debate. How to call Father about Christmas. Father Christmas is well, such a British thing to me. You've made me feel so nostalgic for Doctor Who Christmas specials now. But I guess like I am so excited for the New Year's New Year special. After I'm seeing so the pictures intrigued. of um, in case you guys are wondering today, the pictures of Jodie and her scarf were released from the Radio Times. Yes. Um, it's so exciting so they've released the official picture with like the fireworks in the background and it's made me so excited for this new fresh kind of perspective I guess like things like Easter and New Year and stuff we don't really get episodes around that time mm-hmm. so like it's really exciting that we have that yeah I think it's really I'm, nice I think seeing that honestly it's so ridiculous like how excited we can get over one thing like I'm so excited I think that's really good I just saw the scarf and I'm like oh I'm, I think I'm maybe amazed. this time last year you wouldn't have been as excited about stuff like that. And I don't think I no. would have been either. Like, when the picture from the Christmas special was released of David Bradley, Peter Crowdy, and Pearl Mackey, I thought I was so excited for that. Mm. But somehow I'm even more excited about, like, this year's festive special. Mm. And it's just a picture of Jodie and her scarf. And I don't know whether that's because... Dot two, I, maybe, like, I wasn't looking forward to the mo- emotional turmoil of last Christmas. But I hopefully it's not going to be... It's going to be, like, a fun special instead of, like, one that's going to be saying goodbye to somebody. I hope. We, hope. we don't know. <laughs> Shit. If they kill, if they kill Graham, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill someone. Um, my favorite thing to come out of Doctor Who, not airing on Christmas, is the fact that somebody photoshopped Chris Chibble's face onto the Grinch. Uh, <laughs> I've not seen this. Uh, Chris Chibble stole Christmas. Um, I'm gonna find that because honestly, it's the funniest thing. Oh I, my god. Uh, I'm joking. That's obviously not my favorite thing, but uh, it's just so funny. Like I. The, the Chibnall that stole Christmas. Mm-hmm. That is hilarious. I'm that is fan art at its finest. Oh, I'm logged into the wrong thing. <laughs> I think it's really interesting how with the Christmas specials, like how some of them are um, either kind of like jokey, fun Christmasiness, or they're actually part of the story. Like obviously Twice Upon a Time. Oh my God. I've just shown... <laughs> the Chib that stole Christmas. I think we're going to have to tweet... I don't know if it's appropriate to tweet that or not afterwards, but it's so... It's such a funny picture. He the looks chip. like a Brussels sprout. He does look like a Brussels sprout, you're correct. Yeah. Not in his face. Just, just the, the way, way that he's photoshopped onto the Grinch. I'm not saying you look like a Brussels sprout, <laughs> Chris Chibnall. <laughs> just to clarify. Chris Chibnall is a beautiful... A beautiful um, yeah, so it's just interesting about how... Um, 
some are like Christmassy and jokey, mm. and then some, some are so serious actually part of like Twice Upon a Time. It's obviously just the yeah. end of series ten. It's really weird because I look at Twice Upon a Time as such a Christmassy episode, but really it's got nothing to do with Christmas. Oh, but, I really don't. But the war, the scenes of like on the trenches and stuff, that mm-hmm. feels so Christmassy. So I think it's them parts. But I actually do really enjoy Twice Upon a Time. Um, but I think something like Twice Upon a Time I can't have as my favourite because it's too emotionally draining. Yeah. And hurts so much because I really like, I really love the Twelfth Doctor. Um, ones where we have to say goodbye to people I really struggle with because I think when it comes to a Christmas special they should be sad mm. but in the way that Doctor the Widow in the Wardrobe is sad or Voyager yeah. of the Damned is sad when Astrid dies. you know dies yeah. we're not saying goodbye to a main character so or or even like like you were just saying it's so true there's obviously like a recurring feature of like emotion because mm. even in Twice Upon a Time they have the scene Within where they're the singing trenches, Silent and Night. I was sobbing. And <laughs> we were the nation was a sob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think it I think that's really Christmassy though. Like everybody kind of wants a bit of a cry. Yeah. You've eaten too much food and yeah. it's like six PM and you're eating a mince pie and you feel and someone's really just Ill. died in EastEnders or is about to die in EastEnders <laughs> as well and it's all I was just thinking as well on the topic of crying. Which finders is the first episode of the series I haven't cried at? Mm. There wasn't really thought, an emotional part in it like that. Yeah. Well, I guess, like, maybe the scenes with Willa and, like, her grandma and everything, but that like, I thought Kablam was going to be the first one I didn't cry at, but then Yaz started talking about taking the necklace to... Um, mm-hmm. Right at the end. Yeah. What's, he, what's his Lee name? Max Child, I can't oh, remember his I, name. I had to think. Dan. Dan? Dan. Maybe. It's really confusing, because I work with a guy called Dan that looks like him, so yeah, I'm getting confused <laughs> there. Um, yeah, and then I cried at that. So, oh my God, I've broken my crying record. <laughs> maybe I'll cry at New Year. It's so, yeah, it's so part of, like, the specials to cry. Yeah. I also find it so weird that we're, like, we've got all these new pictures from New Year, but we know nothing about the actual finale, which is in, like, two weeks. It feels so odd to be jumping forward like that. Oh, yeah, it's two weeks. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's because December still really feels, like, really far away, but it's not. It's literally in two days, mate. Oh, my God. Have you got an advent calendar? No. <laughs> so, after this podcast, we want you to go and watch Voyage of the Damned mm-hmm. and The Doctor and the Widow in the Wardrobe and let us know what you thought of them or tell us what your favourite Christmas special is. Yeah. I think maybe we'll do a poll and we'll do, like, those two and then we'll do just, like, other. Mm-hmm. And then if you voted other, then write it in the comments. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people do actually say that um, Christmas Invasion is theirs. And I totally get yeah. that. But I almost feel like it's a bit of a cheat because it's not really Christmas special. Yeah, it's Are such an agreed? odd one. Yeah, yeah, I think the same. Yeah. What would your second favourite be if it wasn't... Because we're saying that Christmas if Invasion it wasn't doesn't Christmas really invasion. count. Ooh, oh, oh. Uh... Very good question. I think maybe... L- oh, I've suddenly forgotten them all. really don't like the end of time. Just again, that not really there. Christmassy. Not very Christmassy. Just don't like it's it. It's just part of the story again, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think... Do you know what? My head wants to say last Christmas. Mm. But What's your the nostalgia saying? is saying, like, Voyage of the Damned or Runaway Bride. Oh, I actually don't have an answer to that. I might have to think about that and let, mm. you, let you know Come next Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Mine is definitely the Runaway Bride. Yeah, it is it's so such much a fun, isn't it? It's so, it's so much fun. I think I need to go on a Christmas marathon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I should, actually, just to finish this off, I have to say that people, I bet people are going to be shocked because so many people's is a Christmas carol. I forgot about that. Lol. That is a very good one, but I really, it annoys me how they use Damien Rory in that story. I can't lie. Yeah, I just get, I just think it's a bit, um, it's just really dark and a bit 
it's, it's just too it's yeah. just too dark for me you, for Christmas. I just reminded myself that one of my favourite bits of Doctor and the Witcher and the Wardrobe is when the Doctor goes to Amy and Roy's house at the end and they're like, we always set a pace yes. for you. And I just think that's such an amazing part of Doctor Who. Like, that's your crying part. That was my crying, yeah. Oh, God. We need to stop because we're running out of time. Okay. Majorly um, running out of time. So let's do a quick Christmas round of Who's Who. Yay. Which was meant to be called Who Are Ya? And we've renamed Who's Who. We don't even know anymore. Who, we are professionals. <laughs> okay, I'm going to think of a Christmas Doctor Who character from yeah. the past 13 years. And you have to guess yes. who it is. But okay. please don't do anything too niche because we haven't no, watched them for a while. No, no. I've got one in my head. Okay. Are they a female? No. Are they an alien? Oh, she's got she's eye twitching. I don't I don't I'm gonna say no. Okay. Um But are, yes, they Oh, okay. I'll just bear that in mind. Are they in, in a Russell era? Yes. Okay. Um are they with David Tennant? Yes. I just realised that he's David the only one who got Christmas specials in that era. <laughs> um are they in The Runaway Bride? No. Are they in The Next Doctor? No. Are they in Voyage of the Damned? Yes. Oh, good. That was an accent. I forgot um, that, that was the one you just picked. <laughs> Lol. Um, are they a main, in the main cast? Yes. Yes? Yes, I'm going to say yes. Are they... Um, did they star in Tracy Beaker? No. Oh. <laughs> is it their wife in the show? No. I forgot her name. What's her name? More Morvin and Foon Foon. Foon Foon. Foon. Mm. Um, are they a cyborg? Yes. Are they Banacavalata? Yes. <laughs> Banacavalata. Yes. Proud. Boom. Nice. I mean, I got there in the end. It's actually harder than I thought because there's actually been loads. There's of actually so specials. many characters. Yeah. Especially Voyage of the Damned. I know. Right, now you have to think of one. Yeah, I thought of one. Okay. Um, are they in a Moffat era Christmas special? No. Sorry, Moff. <laughs> that sounds Moff, we, we left you out. Um, um, are they a Doctor's main companion? In this story, yes. Now is it down? Okay. Um, are they <laughs> no, in the Runaway down. Bride? No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are they in the Runaway Bride? No. Are they in Voyage of the Dam? No. Are they in the next Doctor? Yes. Is it Rosita? Yeah. How did I guess that? Rosita. She was so good. I love her. She was her. also in Kaching. Remember Kaching? Don't stop Kaching. Yeah. Can you handle it? Put your hands up. Yeah, I love Kaching. She's also on like a bingo effort now. Anyway, completely irrelevant. Yay! I hope you enjoyed our festive special um and we'll be back in january for series 11 talk and we do intend to do like a special on torchwood in the future but yeah we, we do want to do today. more podcasts and we do hear you when you're saying that you want to listen to more podcasts and that you miss us doing podcasts it's just very difficult we've got a full-time blog and a full-time jobs and like boyfriends and friends and like sleep and stuff to do as well it's just quite difficult and also i don't because i edit them we talk a lot. Yeah. And actually, they're really hard to edit because we talk so much. Um, so, yeah. yeah, that's it. Okay, right. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye.
Oh, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Can I just say something? Yeah. Merry Christmas to all of you at home. Nice. Done. Done.